Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast man? What's that doing? <laughs> what was that? Hey. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Hey. Hey. How y'all doing, man? Hey, we're good. Oh, goodness. Yep. So, another week, another podcast. Yeah. Itching closer to the day we sort of live streamed this bad boy on our three-year anniversary. We're, we're getting there. And, and we got things in the works. We'll just keep, everybody listening, keep an okay, ear and an wait eye. Wait a minute. Wait, what? To say they're in the works, in the I works. do believe is a leap. There's been, there's been activity. There's been, been progress. Discussion. Wait. But- no, there's been activity. Oh, you two have been talking about it behind my back. You were no, included in that. No, I think you just don't read your text. <laughs> <laughs> you were included in That'll that. That'll be text. the second person you know that don't read my text. <laughs> so, listeners and Hank, keep your eyes open. There's stuff coming down the pipe. <laughs> yes. Hey, in the near future, also be listening. We're gonna have Carol and her husband on in just a few weeks. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. We would say Rodrigo in the old U.S. of A. In Carichiba, they would say Rodrigo. <laughs> That's way too hard. Rodrigo it is. Rodrigo, exactly. <laughs> Rodrigo. <laughs> you guys know what I miss? Snow. Really? Yeah, we ain't snow I yet. I don't think we'll miss it for long. I, we keep on raining and getting close. We're going <laughs> yeah, to get some. It's been point. close. But anyway. I don't know. Snow, don't snow. I don't care. We're in Ruth chapter two today. That's right. That's right. I mean, I'm glad home flights. By the way, I'm Hank Meadows, Pastor. I was about to say, where are we going to welcome people to? <laughs> so, right there, you just heard it go sort of sarcastically. <laughs> about just trying Ruth. to keep us moving along. Yeah, I could. I, yeah. Does she, that's her. <laughs> My home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. And over there. Yep. With his Columbia shirt yeah. on. I, Feeling very sporty. The Field bean. and stream. The bean. Field and bean. I yeah, like man. it. Field and bean. <laughs> All right. So I don't know how much you're gonna read here in Root Chapter. I know, this. I didn't know. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why do you enunciate the word did it <laughs> so much? Really? There's a lot of enunciation. Uh, I, I blame it on the same thing. I blame every weird thing uh, uh, about Mona on, and that is uh, she's from I up was north. Weird. <laughs> I mean, she. I mean, we say didn't. Didn't, didn't you do it? She goes didn't. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, there. She gets literally every letter in there. Didn't. We spell it D-I-D-N. <laughs> Did you? I, 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 I don't even spell that. Didn't you? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do it. I, now, I now, do it. Some people say that I am progressing in my um, trying to speak like you all, but I guess in that one word. I mean, you do. I just laugh every time you say I've been wanting to say something about that. I figure I'll make half You have before. Have I? Uh, yeah. Don't worry. We'll do it again, too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Lose the date. Not the first time. Certainly won't be the last. Probably not. So what are we reading today? I know. We're in Ruth chapter two, and I was trying to tell her. Before she didn't <laughs> listen, <laughs> I can tell that like hurt your mouth. <laughs> <It> did, <laughs> man. 
Well, I say didn't when you can say Nina. <laughs> Ruth chapter oh. two, go with it. How much do you want me I, to I, Seriously, it doesn't matter because we, <laughs> we, well, we know we're going to get to the very end. Well, yeah. But I don't know if we want to spend three quarters of our podcast. Probably not. Figuring All out right. how to say the word didn't. I'll start, <laughs> I'll start reading and see what happens. Um, verse one of chapter two. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. That's just kind of like an introduction. <laughs> I had to throw that in. And Ruth the Moabite. Were we questioning that? <laughs> She's been listening to my preaching too much, had I she? I have been around you a lot. And Ruth the Moabite, Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. And he said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man, man who was in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, she is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. They were quick to throw out that fact about her, (laughs) won't they? She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Okay, that's good. Bean, take over. All right, let's pray. (laughs) Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for the opportunity to share God's word and uh, to just to draw close and and spend time. It's such a pleasure to be in your word and in, in your word with with people who uh, who we enjoy and who we love. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for that opportunity and we just pray that it be a blessing and that it um, that it touch hearts of those that are are listening. So, in Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. 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 All right, big question, y'all. What is proof of our faith? Proof of our faith. Oh, look, he's looking at the board like there's some concern, so he doesn't have to answer the question. It's getting real serious. There's technical <laughs> issues. What, what's like the proof of our faith? <laughs> I. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean by that question. Oh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, okay. I'll be straightforward. Uh, uh, <laughs> our works are proof of our faith. Uh huh. They're a result they are, of James, according right, to James. Right, right. What well, you say right now, Mendigo, you said you didn't know what I was. Well, I agree with what he said. <laughs> that's all. And here's here, where I here. go. Here's where I go, and it, it is shown here. It is shown by. And I was. Can not, I throw out a word? Because this just came to me. Okay. Obedience. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Why? Why do you say obedience? Well, because if we truly have faith, then we'll obey and do what what. Um, God asked us to do because we believe that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. I feel like I'm about to take us down a path that I don't necessarily want <laughs> to go, but I feel like we're probably going to go down a path. How often do we let our past hold us down? Mm. These, and when I interrupted you, mm. what was one of the first things they said? That Moabite mm. woman. Right. They didn't just say the the lady that came back. Naomi's daughter-in-law. With right. Naomi's daughter-in-law. Right. Right. They didn't say which <clears throat> Malon, I don't know which one, Malon or Chilion's wife. Mm-hmm. Hey, that Moabite woman mm-hmm. that came back. L- listen, did you, here's what they said. I wanna, right, I wanna that was secondary, it. right. Th- that Moabite woman that came back 
with Naomi from the country of Moab. Just to be real clear about it. she have been from? I did think of that when I was reading it and you said something. Yeah, like, well, they did mention that Casey didn't catch it the first time. Yeah. That's right. We said last week that they said that Moab was the wash pot. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible, (laughs) the Lord calls them, basically. So it's obvious they were not very much believers in the Lord God, in right. Yahweh. Right. So so then here she comes, and this is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to deal with both, well, how is our favor, how's our faith proven, and then about our past. Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. Right. She already knew when she went, somebody was going to happen. Now, you could say this because they sort of had this system that they couldn't cut the edges of the field. And if they, if the reapers dropped some of their grain, they couldn't go back and pick it up because that was for the widows and that was for those. Mm -hmm. So she knew that. But that word favor Mm -hmm. means that somebody's going to catch hold of me and they're going to take care of me in a sense. Right. Right. How does this woman who obviously has been called names, let's just be mm-hmm. honest, because that's what she was known as, Ruth the Moabite. Not really seen in good standing yet. Yeah, yeah. not just Ruth, not Naomi's daughter-in-law, right. but Ruth right. the Moabite. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Have this amount mm-hmm. of faith already when she just told her mama-in-law, mm-hmm. hey, listen, here's the deal. Your God's my God. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm all in. Yeah. Why didn't Naomi have that faith? That faith, and then throw on top of it, Naomi is over there with her bottom lip pooched out. <laughs> Don't call me Naomi. God sent me out full and brought me back empty. Just call me bitter. Call me Mara. Right. <clears throat> and it. it, it. <laughs> That's just beautiful. I apologize. Oh. Um, I forgot what his name. No, it, no. What I was gonna say was, and it's interesting that that it was Ruth who said, "Let me go and do this," because they obviously needed to um, provide for themselves. Mm. There was nobody else to provide for them, and so, so they thought at the time, r- right? And so, how interesting it was that it wasn't Naomi who said, "This is what we need to do in order to provide for ourselves." It was Ruth, in in coming in and new to the to the faith and new to the rules and regulations of what God has set up with his people. And yet she, yeah, very interesting and very, that's a great point about her stepping out and doing that. She's the one that says, I'm I, mm-hmm. when I go, she, and here's what I talk about how it's shown. She didn't say in who I might find favor. And that's really, mm-hmm. let me go and, and I'm going to glean among the ears of the green and whose side I could find some favor or, or somebody that might look favorably upon me. No, she said in whose side I will find favor. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shall is, as mm-hmm. I read, is a, um, an absolute. Yeah, it's an absolute. Mm-hmm. And so how often do we as believers not live that way? Mm-hmm. For sure, right? I go back to what we were talking about at the at the beginning about um, the other Wednesday night when we're, we're going through the book of Job on Wednesday nights with, with Bruce Crowderfield. And, and he made this statement at the end of chapter one when, when all has been taken from Job, all of mm-hmm. his children are gone, all of his livestock, all this, all that. And Job just says, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
And then he made that statement that I told you, which was so powerful. You can only make that statement like Job did when God is actually, really, truly your God. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think God was actually, really, truly her God. Mm -hmm. Yes. She had come that way. Mm -hmm. She, from whatever the, the, the gods that they had there in, in Moab, she had forsaken them for the one true God. And as a result, her life lived out now in, in proving evidence. Oh, that's a good one. Put that, of her faith mm -hmm. in Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. <laughs> the, uh, well, no, it, it just, it, it strikes me as interesting. You know, people say, well, the Bible's written so long ago, is it still relevant? Yes, because we st we're still humans. We still act the same way. We still uh, make the same mistakes and in the same sin. The, um, you know, she's, she's obviously got this faith that's allowing her to act, you know, but nobody really cares about that. They just want to remind her where she came yeah. from, you know. And and we do that today. Some somebody come and get say, "Well, you know what they were doing a year ago? I saw this, that, and the other. I saw. Who cares? Yeah. You know why are we trying to to say? Well, you know, Jesus saved me, but you, I'm not so sure about. And you know who's you know? the worst at doing that? Believers. Yeah. Good good Christian. Yeah. Yeah. There. Just give them a year. Be back in the in the bottom. Yep. But so there's one or two things you have. Number one, you ought to get saved if you're the one saying that. Or number two, if you're the person that's being said about, it's like it didn't even bother Ruth. Like mm -hmm. she didn't. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know that I'm from Moab. So what? Yeah, I'm here with my mother-in-law. I fully surrendered to being her daughter-in-law, and I fully surrendered to the God of her, mm -hmm. who is now my God. Right. And in what she has done for Naomi has been she's been called the Moabite but she's also been talked about in what she has done with with Naomi because Boaz even though he has been away and has come back um says that he knows in verse 11 he says but Boaz answered her all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me well why did they tell Boaz <laughs> The same reason, do what, what you want to do. Right, what, what, right. How did she just sort of come to, she happened mm -hmm. to come to the yeah, field that belonged yeah. to Boaz. Right, and how you left your mother, father and mother in your native land and came to a people that you did not know. The Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel. So, so what, how she had decided to live her life and stick with Naomi and come and, and make Naomi's God her God and do all that had been talked about Um in a good way. Yeah. Um, and so so Boaz, when he meets her, has heard about her. And so knew that even though she's called a Moabite, mm -hmm. um, the good things that she has been done has also been talking about. Isn't that the Christian about. faith that we have to stay of mm -hmm. a stay at it attitude? Yeah, right. Well, and, and just that idea that you get like, I'm trying not to jump here because this is part of what I'm going to preach on, but... It has to do with where your identity comes from. Mm -hmm. If your identity, and at this point, her identity came from God. I mean, she who she was in relationship with God is is all that mattered to her. Then you start to realize that that what people say really has no no impact on who exactly. you are. Exactly. Yeah. Be with that. Oh, I know where you're going. Because, and I know you. I I know the passage you're preaching <laughs> on Sunday. 
Yes, and that's why that's how you live out what the New Testament says. You don't you don't you're not moved about because when you find your identity in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what they say about you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be standing on that rock, on that sure foundation yeah. of this is who I am. I'll go back to James from Haiti. I mean, when the, when his buddies mm-hmm. were making fun of him in front of me and Tony Harvey as we were sharing the gospel and our interpreter, and they were laughing and saying, oh, but you're the guy we had to carry home Friday night. And my man looked and said, that's who I was. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not who I am. Right. And Ruth, I believe, in that moment could have said, yes, I'm Ruth the Moabite, but that's who I was. Yeah. I'm now just Ruth. Nobody can move that anchor to God that you're attached to. Yeah. 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 That's a great point, too. Love it. Now. We mentioned it a minute ago, and and Mona was like rapidly searching scriptures here, like the Bereans. It's a good compliment. You thought I was going to make fun of it there. I thought I was going to say barista. <laughs> I was like, are they known for that? No, I would never do that. No. no. <laughs> Where it says, and it says it in verse, I believe that's verse verse three. And she and she Four, happened yeah. to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. Mm-hmm. What would have happened had she not gone to that field? Well, I mean, God would have gotten her around to that field eventually. <laughs> He'd have think, moved the field if he had to. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but think about it, wise men. There's no need in going to Bethlehem, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you realize it all came back to Bethlehem with Jesus, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Shepherds, there's no need in having your flocks out there near because right. she messed it all up. Mm-hmm. But he also goes to show God's in control, yes. his providence. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it, she was never not going to go that way. Right. But you have to think, she didn't give it a second thought. She just went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how often do we make decisions on a whim of what we're going to do, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did do that, or Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I didn't do Mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and looking back, you see that mighty hand of God's Mm -hmm. providence in your life, and all along God's going, yeah, I had you the whole time. I I moved you. But that's only going to happen when you're surrendered to him. Yes, Mm -hmm. and following him and looking for his leading and being in tune with the Holy Spirit and being in his words so that you know him, so that you can recognize his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have all of that. Yep. And, and I believe that comes from, I mean, I love the sermon I preached just a few weeks ago. That we need to have fearless devotion. Yeah. Uh, that has been one of my favorite sermons. I, I, I like them all. I really love my script. But I'm telling you this because... I don't remember. You'll find this, Dan, when you mm-hmm. when you become a pastor and you go preach. Most time on Monday, don't ask me what I preached this past Sunday, right. man. It, that, right. that slate has been wiped clean, and I I might yeah. can tell you the passage and the maybe the title. Right. Don't tell me to outline it. And I'm talking a few weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to this, fearless devotion, uh-huh. faithful devotion, mm-hmm. focused devotion, yep. and it is like those three points have just been burned mm-hmm. into my eyes yep. of, and here's what I'm after. Am I doing it? Right. Do I have the fearless devotion to go and share no matter here who I'm in front of? Do I have the faithful devotion to make sure that I give my time, my talent, my treasure, and all that to God first and Him be preeminent? And do I have a focused um, devotion that says, I'm going to seek the Lord first? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
That's what Naomi was doing. Ruth. Yeah, Ruth, sorry. (laughs) She was. She was living that out in this devotion. Yes, she may have not known how to worship. She might have just said, well, I'm devoted to Naomi. The picture is clear. She was devoted to Yahweh and Jehovah much more than anybody else because it continually talks about the Lord. Right, right. And... this thought just happened, came to me that we were talking about, you know, that it says that she happened to come to the part of the field. And perhaps the picture is, um, and I'm trying to talk as it's ruminated in my head, but perhaps the pic, that is the picture that is trying to be given to us. That she did just start out towards the fields and she didn't realize that she was headed towards the fields of Boaz, but God absolutely knew that she was yeah. headed towards the fields of Boaz and where she needed to be. And so, um, I mean, we can, I think we can all look at and, and see, think about times in our lives where we thought that we knew what we were doing and where we were going. But when, when you look back in that hindsight, you can see God directing you and moving you and you didn't yeah. even realize it at the time. Yeah. Any thoughts? Well, I was just saying, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just thinking about the, uh, you know, we we came here for VBS because we wanted something for our kid to do. Uh, and that was uh, like 10 years ago, maybe more than that. <laughs> it, like we did, I mean, if you had told me every, the impact Marion Baptist Church would have on me, mm-hmm. um, I, I'd been like, no, we're just bringing our kid to vacation Bible school, you know. And so it's, it's just one of those things where I, it, it always dumbfounds me because I, I'm fully aware that at any given moment in my life, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Nobody ultimately does. But, but it, it's, it, just going back to this, like, I was like, oh, she's going to that field. How can we use that? Let's figure something out for yeah. that, you know. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, nothing ever catches God off. Yeah. Track. Yeah. Okay. So how much time we got left? Uh Oh, we got eight minutes. I, I was thinking around ten, so I'm still. I'm, okay, so we've talked about him several times. What's the big deal about old Boaz? Well, in verse one, in the little little introduction, introduction as you called it, little prequel. Um, <laughs> Is that what you take in the morning instead of Nyquil? <laughs> <laughs> Got a little prequel. <laughs> prequel. <Sorry>. Um, <laughs> the Naomi had a relative of her husband's, and that is who Boaz was—a relative. And so, as um, <clears throat> how deep do you want me to go well, with this? <laughs> look, I'm, I'm gonna tee you up, okay? okay. So the part of the story we didn't read is that so she does all this, and Boaz is, says, "Look, don't go and." Be in anybody else's field because there were some bad dudes then too. Don't right. don't go there. Right, don't, you stay right. in my field. Uh-huh. He gave her stuff to eat, gave her extra, mm-hmm. and she goes home. And Naomi's like, "What?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in right, she goes home, and Naomi said, "It's good that you go out with this young woman." Oh, that's not what I meant to read. Um, I mean, Naomi says that that he is this. Yes, thank you. That he is a close relative, and so the way that it was set up, the way that God set it up was because. Think back, Naomi's husband died. Um, 
the two sons died. So there is no man, and that was how it worked right. back then. Yep. There was no man to provide for them. And so no one to take care of them, no one to provide Naomi with a, a Ruth um, with an offspring to thus then take care of her. Um, and so because of that, God has set up that a relative can step yeah. in and take the place. And so that relative can um, be the substitute provider, be the one who comes in and takes over. And I didn't explain that very well. No, and but. we're going to we're going to get into a, a kinsman redeemer yeah. a lot more. Yeah. But here's what I love. Did you did you catch what it said finally for the first time really we read where Naomi mm. finally opens up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She says there in in verse um, 20, and Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, one of the first times in this book that the scripture doesn't call her the Moabitess, Mm -hmm. just says her Mm daughter-in-law, may may he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now there's this glimmer of hope. Yeah. Yeah, that was the word that I was going to use, that suddenly now Naomi had hope is yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. She's had nothing but, you know, call me Mara because uh-huh. I'm bitter. Mm-hmm. God sent I mean, she literally, it says in chapter one, she, he mm-hmm. sent me out full. He brought me back empty. Mm-hmm. But now she says, wait a minute. <laughs> He's not forsaken. Isn't that, isn't that a great moment when you yeah. can say God has not forsaken right. me. Mm-hmm. I've been here in the valley and I've been trying to fix it myself, which what we always do, which is what Naomi was trying to do. Yes. And then finally we go, I can't do it. Right. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. My grace mm-hmm. is sufficient for you. Yes. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. It is when we let go and just let God. Mm-hmm. We can utter with Naomi. He's not forsaken us. Right. Yep. I'm I'm reading a book right now by Charles Stanley, if you want to know what I'm currently reading, called The Blessings of Brokenness. Mm. Oh, my Lanta. Mm. I write in books, and it is crazy mm. how brokenness can make us more like Jesus. Mm. We've talked about Romans 8, 28 mm. and all that, and how it's to be. He, do I got a minute? Yeah. He talks about the, I forget what the name of this um, butterfly is, um, but it's it's not the monarch. It's, um, let's see, it's the, it's a great, um, oh, come on. Should be right there. Should be right there. Should be right there. Should be right there. What? Are you serious? It's the. He's searching and looking. We'll just have to describe what he's doing until he gets done. Yeah, just yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't in that. Maybe <clears throat> it was. No, 
It was in this devotional. See, that's what happens when you're yep. reading more than one book. <laughs> but it was the same thing. It's it's about brokenness right. and sufferings mm. that we go through. And this this writer is talking about um, an emperor moth. Hmm. Like it has this cocoon, and then when it comes out, it only breaks like one little part of it to get out. And what happens is... As it gets out and and the hole is is basically too small. It's all this pressure that's on this this moth. But what that pressure does is it pushes all the nutrients and all the gunk is all I know how to put it <laughs> out into its wings, hmm. so it can fully fly and fully have beauty hmm. in it. Wow. So what this guy did was he tried to help it and he cut. Mm. The opening. Mm. He said, yeah, at first, that moth jumped right out and looked good, but it never got any more beautiful. It never could fly because I took it out of where it should have had to come through to be all it is. Had Naomi Mm -hmm. never had to go through what she went through, She would have never had the faith to see that he had not forsaken, yes. and she could have not yeah. encouraged this wow. with Boaz. Yes, yep. and we are so, and we've talked about it before. We're so quick to want to get out from underneath mm-hmm. our suffering, but it's so making quick. you more beautiful. Yes. And we, yeah, right. Yep. And it's going to make you even, and, and that all was told based upon there in Romans chapter eight. You know, that's my anchor mm-hmm. verse, mm-hmm. anchor chapter. Excuse me. the The sufferings of this present age are not to be even compared. To the mm-hmm. glory that right. will be revealed yeah. in us. Right. Yep. We get to the end, and Naomi now has a son-in-law, mm-hmm. in a sense. And then the next thing you know, we're on the path to David. Right. Naomi is there. She had a part in all that, in that she found a daughter-in-law. Now, her herself, right. nothing. Right. But she played the part. Mm-hmm. She would never have done it. Without right, if she going through the right. suffering. Yep. She hadn't gotten to where she was. I don't know where you're at, mm-hmm. but there's a kinsman redeemer out there for you. His name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. You may be at the end of your rope. You may be the guy that's an alcoholic. You may be the drug addict. You may be simply the person that has lost every person in your life that you ever loved has died to something or some way. And you're going... I can connect with Naomi. Yes, right. Here's what I want to tell you. He's making you beautiful. Mm. And what you're going through cannot be compared. Right. If you know Jesus at the glory that will be revealed in you, live out Romans 8, 28. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the very beginnings of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. God's beginning to protect to build, and can you imagine the growth in Ruth now? She was already growing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now she doesn't have that anchor of Naomi. <laughs> Woe is me. Right. Now Naomi's going, there is hope. Yeah. Y'all, there is always hope. Yes. Yes. And we can all stand on the truth that God has promised that he will never leave us or forsake us. Yes. And so no matter, as you were saying, no matter where you are at, no matter what we deal, are dealing with, the Lord will never leave us or forsake us. Never. Never. Why? Be- well, <laughs> because he's the same yesterday, yeah. today, and tomorrow. Yeah. Right. 
Had you really answered that, I'd have been like, all right, that's free. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's why he never leaves us right. nor forsakes us because he's the same. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wonder where Jesus stands. Just go read your Bible. That's right. You don't have to wonder if Jesus can. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask if Jesus will. Read your Bible. Right. You don't have to wonder where Jesus is at. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wonder anything about Jesus. Yeah. Since in a pattern here. Yeah. Find it in Jesus yeah. in the Word. Yep. 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 All right. Big thought. I think that was my big thought. <laughs> I mean, we didn't uh, expect to. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think we expected to get to that point, but I love that we did. Yeah. So that's my big thought. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's big or not, but here's my thought. Um, <laughs> no, I love verse 12. Um, so the Lord repay you for, for what you've done. Um, and this is where I want to pick up. And a full reward be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. This is a picture uh, of what what happens when you enter into that relationship uh, with God. Mm-hmm. We go from the Moabite, who, by the way, came from Moab. By the way, she was one of those. By the way, that's where she came from. Yeah. By the you know <laughs> all of that to receiving the full reward from the Lord and being. You get this this picture of protection and provision being under his wing, and, and there's no half halfway. Yeah. He He's a God of fullness. So once you're there, your past doesn't matter anymore. You're his now. That's the only thing that matters from here out. Amen. Wow. He wants to be your kinsman redeemer. I could could so easily go off in evangelism once you know where I want to go. He wants to be your—he he is close because he's one of us. He is fully man. Yeah. He wants to save you from your sins. He's fully God. And so he is our kinsman redeemer. He paid the penalty. He paid the price. He paid our sin debt. Mm-hmm. And he says, all I ask you to do is come accept me as Lord and Savior, and then just let me be God of your life. Right. Yeah. Anything else? Let's pray. Father, thank you. You show us time and time again that no matter, no matter, you still love us and you're still there. Even when they're off in this wash pot called Boab, you were still with them. Mm-hmm. They, they never left from your presence. They never left from your ability. Your arm is not too short. That's right. God, you're there. And so thank you for the truth about that you help in providence to guide our steps. Even when we don't acknowledge you or think that you are, you are still working on our behalf. And Lord, we love you because you are the God of the living. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Miss Didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And I got my main man, Bean. Uh, Yep, yep. (laughs) All right. God bless you guys. Bye, y'all.